we can cause our body to get into more state of a flow when we do have the struggle, right? I started with struggle. Like I said, I woke up feeling like a weak ass bitch yesterday. I wanted to cancel my whole day. December 25th, 2018, it was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, raving fans, money, assets, and yet I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money, the kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends, the kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck, like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things, all the things that promised me freedom and it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was gonna be an inside job and I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool-ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the Unruly, entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really, truly, finally fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. So my next chapter is to start a product line and work more on like my performance showbiz career, which is something that I was always doing before, but I kind of, it took a back seat so I could build my business. And now I'm ready to like get back into it and put myself out there. And it just occurred to me yesterday, there was a tiny voice inside my head that was like, you're really talented. You should you, like people would want to cast you in something. Mm-hmm. Whereas like my whole life, I'd be like, no, that's not for me. No one wants me. No one would cast me like forever. And now I'm like, you know what? Someone should cast me in something. Cause mm-hmm. I would bring so much light and humor to any project. Mm-hmm. So that just occurred to me. And so I'm going to work on, cause sometimes when you have a new epiphany like that, it dissolves and then the ego comes back and is like, no, nope, you you're not good enough. Yeah. But I want to start to highlight that beautiful thought and make it my reality and just continue to think it mm-hmm. because I don't want it to go away. I don't want it to be like a fleeting thought that happened once. I want to just keep thinking about it. Oh my God. Okay. This feels like such a yummy, juicy conversation <laughs> all week. Every time I've been having juicy conversations, I keep seeing fla- fireflies. I would just started nah. seeing fireflies in my mind's eye right now. I'm like, really? Yes, very exciting. Wow. When you have a courageous thought that goes yeah. against the thoughts you've always had, yeah. I know where these thoughts are coming from. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can compartmentalize them and shush and love, lovingly shush the dark ones and lovingly boost the light ones. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the darkness hijacks you and you think it's yours. You think it's, think it's truth. Mm-hmm. Everybody has it. Anyway. That's where I'm, that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited to give myself some credit and be a cheerleader for myself. Okay. Jess, you're like seriously one of my favorite humans on planet earth. Thank you. Oh my God. I can't believe I got to be incarnation at the same time as you. I can't believe I get to know you. (laughs) What the hell? This is so nice. I can't take it. I haven't finished my coffee yet. Do you have a praise kink? Because I am here to get kinky with you today. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start having that right now. Okay. <laughs> you guys. Because um, feelings are just happening. Yes, good. I hope they're going to they're gonna keep happening because I have 10,000 other things that I just want to say about you and edify you. In fact, you don't even have to talk. We'll just use the whole podcast right. and I'll tell you about yourself and I'll tell everyone else about you and like why this. they should love you. Yes. 
You guys, I had the pleasure of working with Jess, who's like dog groomer to the celebrities and the stars. And I'm sure you didn't start that way. In fact, I know you didn't. And I had the pleasure of getting to coach you privately for a little while and get to see the inner workings of Jess's mind in her business, which is just like such a, you are like, if you were an ice cream flavor, I would describe you as like an orange sherbet for that <laughs> perfect sunny I have day. orange nails. Yes, of course you do. <laughs> you're just like such an energetic delight but you also have this like creaminess to you so it's not too icy like it's like fresh and delight a pop on the a pop on the taste buds but like a creamy finish it's you're the full real deal (laughs) if you want to add this anywhere on your bio go ahead no if I had a nickel for every time someone said that exact thing I'd be so rich right now it's just constant (laughs) all the time literally verbatim word for word people say that about me so if I were to scroll a feed on the internet for the longest if like Instagram tracked exactly the feeds that I scroll the most and for the longest yours would definitely be at the top of the list and then there's another like golden retriever feed that I watch but getting to watch your dog grooming videos and like your entertaining perspective on something that anybody else could just consider work is like the most delight that one could my whole soul is alive when I watch your feed (laughs) thank you that's so nice that you're such a versatile person and I know like when we started we were talking about the fact that you're expanding your empire you're gonna be a mogul in the you're gonna be a mogul as a personal brand I believe and I think it's gonna be cool to see the different arms of your business but I know you didn't start off as like the dog groomer to dog groomer to the stars, having your own brick and mortar business, having your own coaching and, and course business where you are known as like almost what's a better, what do you call yourself better than the dog whisperer? <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. You're really good at naming things. Okay. Name we'll come me. up with one. <laughs> we'll come up with one, but there's just this, there's an understanding between you and the unspoken, the four-legged mm-hmm. unspoken. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you get energetics, which is super cool. A lot of dog groomers, a lot of humans don't. And like you bring that into your business, you bring it into your work, you bring it into your relationship. So it's no surprise that you're doing comedy shows, that you are doing preparing yourself to become a TV star, that you are crushing it with your brick and mortar business. You have a coaching business and God knows what other income streams that you're going to have that's going to be a part of like your world domination. So welcome to the show. My oh, mobile friend. You. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Where'd Do you, you mind s- moving in with me and just talking to me all day? Because that would be so great. I'm in. I'm single right now. Literally, I have a spare bedroom for the first time in a really long time. So you're going to have okay. to move here. Okay. But okay, done. I have a boat slip now and we can just paddleboard in the morning and drink what? our coffee. And- <laughs> what? At the same time? At the same time. <laughs> Wait, you paddleboarded with a cup of coffee? Why not? Like, you just sit like on it. Name. Yeah, you wouldn't be standing. <laughs> or I could maybe put it in like a sippy cup and hang so. it off. I would my be back. slipping off. I would be slipping off awkwardly and hanging on for dear life. No, you wouldn't. You just sit on it just fine. You put your really? coffee cup in front of you. You have your little paddle. You might go in circles. <laughs> I can't promise. Story you of my life, straight. sister. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> metaphor is it's 11 11. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tell me about who Jess was before she was the mogul before me. She was very funny, always trying to make people laugh, mm-hmm. voted class clown, mm-hmm. very rebellious. And she was like trying to be a comedian and an improviser and an actress. And then whoops, her dog grooming business blew up and she just stopped going upstream and she just was like, whatever, let's just go with the flow and see where this takes me. Mm -hmm. So that's the very one sentence short version of that, but I could continue. Now give us a little bit more. I know that you have a little bit of a story pre-dog grooming business, even getting started. Take us back a little bit. Yeah. So when I was about 18, we were getting cat food for my mom at PetSmart deep in the San Fernando Valley. And when we went there, I needed a car and I needed a job. And I'd always been like a busser at restaurants, just like bussing tables, or my stepdad had a catering business. My mom had a bookkeeping business. So I was always working, even from like age 13. I've always been like someone who's working. And 
so there was a help wanted sign and she's, she went and talked to the manager. She's from Brooklyn. She's a Jewish mother from Brooklyn. So she's going to have a mouth. She's going to talk. She's going to let you know how she thinks. Mm-hmm. And so she went to the manager with me and she's, excuse me, are you hiring? Because my daughter needs a job. And he said, yeah, we're hiring because there was a help wanted sign. So when I looked at the application, there was a list of potential jobs. And so that's really where my interest was peaked because it was like, you can work with the aquatic section. There's a bunch of sections at this PetSmart. You can work as a cashier. You can work with the dog food. Like you could do anything. You would just have to learn that area. But they also had dog bather on the list. And I was like, oh, dog bather. That's the least nine to five boring job, you know, that it looks like it just looks fun. I want to be a dog bather. So I checked that one. Started working as a dog bather. I had never had dogs. And so the first day the manager was like, can you just put the lead on the lab and bring them out? And I was like, what's a lead and what's a lab? I didn't know anything. <laughs> and she was like, this is like the leash is the lead and the lab is the dog right there. Can you go? And I was like, great. So I, that's where I started. I started from negative two. And then I just slowly worked my way up. I was a terrible bather, a terrible, I was just so bad at it. I just was fumbling through it, trying to get these dogs clean. They're shaking all over me. I was wet all the time. I bathed dogs on the floor. My shoes were soaking wet every day. I didn't know. I've always been such a hard worker and like, I accept this as my fate. Looking back, I'm like, put some rain boots on or something. (laughs) I had wet feet all day for years. Like I was there for four years and I just didn't know any better. (laughs) Um, but I was lucky enough to have a mentor start to show me a little bit more, like here's how to trim pads. Here's how to trim nails. Here's a cocker spaniel pattern. Here's a schnauzer pattern. And so I just started to learn a little bit at a time. And then over time, I just started to groom a little bit, but I also was like shop, like I would work at different shops. I counted, I worked at 11 shops in my career, trying to get good at grooming, learning from all these different people. And, but I always had this desire to act and perform, but the desire was always shadowed by my darkness inside of you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not thin enough. You can't memorize lines. All that spiraling darkness has been such a loud voice in my head, my whole life. It's now that I've been doing all this healing work and excavation of everything that I can understand and separate myself from it, my Mm -hmm. true self. And be able to finally put myself out there to conquer it. And not not necessarily conquer it, like it doesn't go away, but it's to live with it. And so that is why I just, I just didn't pursue it. I was, I don't know if you ever have this, but if I have some homework or something I, I have to do, I'll clean my house or do things to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Even though I really want to do it, I'm in a screenwriting class right now and I have, I'm writing a Christmas movie And I have to do this homework for the class, but I will do every, I will work, I will clean, I will do everything I can to avoid this thing. But the thing is what I really want. And so it's just, I don't know, it's this weird thing. I'm sure a lot of people can relate, but I was using dog grooming and all of this work as a way to avoid the true passion that I have, the real desire, because sometimes our desires are so big that they just feel like it's just too big. It's just too impossible, even though that's not true. Mm-hmm. But for me, that was just, it was just a battle of my mind. Eventually I was like, I stumbled upon Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York. I moved to New York. I had the bad breakup when I was like 25. And I was like, I want to be, I want to live somewhere that, because I live in LA, everybody's from everywhere. I want to be from somewhere. So I was like, and my mom's from Brooklyn. I always was curious about New York. So I moved to New York and I discovered after doing acting classes and things in LA where you have to do a lot of scene study and memorizing lines. I was I'm not a great student, but I discovered UCB and I was like, wait a minute, improv, what? This is the best thing on the planet. This is my calling. I love improv. You don't have to memorize lines. You could just show up and be dumb with your friends and be funny. And so I discovered improv and then everything started to change I was like oh this is an avenue towards the thing I want so I I went back to waiting tables I worked at a cute restaurant on the Lower East Side and I was doing improv and waiting tables and I was loving it but then I turned 30 and I was like I don't want to do this anymore by the way I'd always groom dogs during the day and waited tables at night that was always my thing I've always had four jobs I've always Mm -hmm. been working like crazy I really enjoy it 
So yeah, while I was grooming dogs in LA, I was also waiting tables at night in the hopes that I could stop grooming dogs and just wait tables so I could have my days free to audition. Mm-hmm. That was my big goal. But anyway, yeah, so I moved to New York. I started doing improv. I was improvising, working at a restaurant. And then I was like, I don't want to be a waitress anymore. It had been six years. I had been waiting tables for six years. And I was just like, I remember how to groom dogs. And I love improv. So I'm going to get really good at both of those. I'm going to just dive in. So I started interning at UCB in LA. I started doing a ton of shows like a lunatic. I started doing grooming competitions where I would enter myself and get critiques from these world-renowned groomers that are judging and helping me get better. And then Instagram happened, which I was able to look at pictures of groomers from around the world and copy their work and make it my own and do my version of their cool teddy bear haircuts. And yeah, so that's like an abbreviated version of my life, basically of how it all happened. First of all, finding somebody who can do a great teddy bear haircut is really challenging. Yeah. I know. My I my know. dog constantly looks like a Karen. She's a fucking Ella. <laughs> Ella yeah, should not have some, some thinning shears on that coat type. Yes. Like seriously, I'm going to need a voice memo for you to share with my dog groomer because I'm just like at my wits end. I can, <laughs> you can give them, if you want, you can gift them my faces course. Oh my God. <laughs> if you want, I can give you a code. Lord knows you've given me a bunch of free shit. I'm sure. (laughs) Let me give your, let me hook you up. Oh my God. Yeah. Will she be offended? I don't care. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) You could say, oh, I, I interviewed Jess Rona, the groomer, if she knows who I am. And then you could say, she gifted me one of her courses if you want it. You could just be like that. That feels like such a cool flex. I'm gonna. Yes. Does she listen to this podcast? Because if she does. Hi, I'm talking about you. I'm assuming it's a she. I don't know. It is maybe a she. you said it was a she. Yeah, no, I don't think she knows even my, she only knows my Venmo name. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I'm going to do that <laughs> for selfish reason. No, for no, this is of service to so many. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Nobody's dog really wants to look like a Karen. This is enough. No, the amount of emails dogs send me complaining <laughs> about their groomers, it's dead. I love you. Okay. So I know that you've had some, even being a server, having really cool clients over the years, as you've started to collect information about making the shift, do you feel like you've been influenced and studied from or learned through osmosis or given like practical, real direct advice from any of the people that you've worked with over the years? As far as groomers or coaches or? No. And as far as like where you want to go next. So I know you talked about like actually wanting to pursue your career in acting. You're going to have a product line soon. Are you, do you feel like you've been positioned along the way through this or basically I'm just asking, give me the tea. Who's given you the best advice? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It all started when I hit a rock bottom in the garage where I was working and I was broke and I wanted a kid at the time. I'm grateful I did not have a child. I'm so happy I didn't have a kid now, but back then I wanted a kid so bad and and we were so broke that I was like, even if I had a kid, I would be a stay-at-home mom. I wouldn't be able to afford help. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, I want, I just want a bigger life. Fuck this. I was like fur in my face, hot in my garage with a Prius, a grooming table and a bathtub. I was like, what, this is not the, this is not the vibe. And Mm -hmm. so a friend of mine gave me the Jen Sincero, You Are a Badass book. And it's a great intro to personal development. It's funny, mm-hmm. it's light, it's fun, but it also hits you hard and makes you think. Mm-hmm. It makes you think that certain things are bigger than what you think they could be. That was the beginning. And then I read her, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Mm-hmm. That book was the biggest book that changed my life because I realized, so I went, one, we, we, there's this huge grooming convention in Vegas called Super Zoo. And I drove to Super Zoo and I was listening to a podcast. And this is when like podcasts and audiobooks were just starting. And I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. And I'm grooming dogs all day. And I'm, I have all this time to listen to stuff. So I started listening to the Jen Sincero, You Are a Badass at Making Money over and over. I was like, brainwash me please, because my mindset was so off. And I realized it when I, it's basically like she just opened the curtain and a huge light came in and I was like, wait a minute, how was I not like even aware that I could change the way my mindset was? And you don't know what you don't know. 
Right. Uh, so I just started listening to this book and I was like, oh, like she made me want to go for it. And I was like, I want to try. So I started raising my prices and it was horrible. I was so nervous. My heart would pound. It was just yeah. like, I had the tiniest business. I was such a baby. I was like jumping huge. I would charge, I was going, I was like charging $65 and then I went to 135 and that was huge for me. No one would oh. charge that. Then I went to 215 in the garage. In my garage, I had people paying me $215 for me to groom their dog. This was like six years ago. There wasn't Instagram really. There wasn't like celebrity dog groomers. It was there was no one like that. But I was like, I'm gonna just push and go for it. So that's really the beginning. And then once I started to be like, okay, I think I got this like new way of thinking. Let me start like I went to Jen Sincero's website at the bottom she has a whole resources area because she hit a rock bottom in her garage when she was 40 and she talks about it I would put Jen Sincero in the search of podcasts and you can listen to all her interviews mm-hmm. and so I, I was like insane about her I listened to every interview she did because she's so wise and how the way she words things just speaks to me mm-hmm. and so I would start, she read the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. You have in the, the Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, T. Harv Ecker. These basically, these I started listening to all of the books she listened to. Not all of them, but some of them that she listened to. And then it just snowballed. It just got me on a path of seeking healing and help. And just for a while, actually, I think there's a shadow side to overdoing it because you have the mindset of like, I need to fix myself. I'm broken. I have Mm -hmm. to seek personal development because I'm damaged. I'm bad. I want to get good. Do you know? Right. So when I went, I went to Hoffman, which is this seven day therapy retreat. We've talked about it before, but in Hoffman, they talk about this woman named Kristen Neff who wrote this book called self-compassion. And it's, that's where I really understood I had no joy and freedom and flow. It was only work to get better. It was like, I was like training, like an athlete or something. Right. But it, it came at the expense of, I was white knuckling it, trying to fix myself. Mm-hmm. When I went to Hoffman, I was like, oh my God, sweet baby Jess, yeah. you don't have to only fix yourself. You can seek things for the joy of seeking with, and, and also holding space to love yourself at where you are. And that was a huge turning point. I believe it is actually a flaw in our personal development world where we mm-hmm. do not incorporate self-compassion mm-hmm. in the personal development. It's, you got to do this. If you want to grow, you got to do this. Just like the 10x philosophy. Yeah. And it's yeah. sure that's beautiful. You can want to have a bigger life and work towards it. But if you, but also that's why I love your philosophy so much because you're like, what lights me up? You come from this place that like really no one else comes from and that I've found of an energetic ease, a match. What am I aligned with? Like really honoring where you are, who you are, like your, like your inner life. You just honor it with such beauty and grace that I feel like that is something that's missing in the personal development world. And so when I found that, that was the biggest, when I could hold space for wanting to be better, but also loving who I am and being graceful with who I am, that's where I started to get really get an alignment. It took a long time. For sure, as it all does. My dad used to always say when I was younger, make peace with the conditions you're in and then you can improve upon it. And why didn't I have a dad that said that? I know, but I when you don't listen yeah, <laughs> and, right. until you're 40 and you're like, Yeah. Oh, I actually my dad was, we just interviewed my dad on the podcast actually with Allison Bird. And then we did individual episodes with both of them. And it was cool. We just had an episode on healing your father when uh, wounds, if you have any. You need oh my God, I got to listen to that. <laughs> I RT'd Allison on the call because she had did an emotional, you? yeah, she had a pretty emotional thing pop open. And I was like, we're just not going to leave this wound sitting here, like glaring open right here. So we did it right there on the podcast and it was really special. Holy shit. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're a legend. You're just a legend. Oh my God. I love you. I'm launching a program called legends in the making. I'm like, I don't even know no. if I'm supposed to say this on the program yet, but well, people we all got to rush out and get it. <laughs> we'll drop a, we'll drop some sort of link for people to get on the wait list or I wish my courses were 
just me talking. I feel like you get struck with inspiration from some otherworldly place that follows you around <laughs> and you just create these beautiful pro- like things and then they're done and then you have it and it's must be so satisfying. Want to know what I did with this? You're going to be like Please. maybe inspired or annoyed. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah. I'm already, yeah. I'm already both, to be honest. It took so, me six months to make my last course. Six I know. Months. I know. And I keep telling you, it gets to be so much easier than that. But everybody has their journey, everybody has their path. Okay. Well, I have so to shoot videos. True. In some capacity. And could yeah. that be your Can only you coach me? What? Yes. Let's do it. Do we need RRT right now? (laughs) We're going to, we're going to. No, wait, I want to hear about the legends of the making. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. So here's what I decided to do is I'm, when I go on my morning walks, I normally would do this like big long walk through the city every Monday. I would call them like my visionary walks or my creative walks or something like that. And a lot of times I would be like voice memoing clients going back and forth. And then I would walk through neighborhoods, like the one that I'm about to move into. And I just wanted to be in the energy of like people who think big and continue to expand my capacity for thinking big and thinking beyond my current circumstances and whatnot. Would you drive to this neighborhood and then walk Mm-mm. or no, did you just I'm- walk I'm so close. close to everything. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Everything's within a couple miles, like give or take, but depending on the direction. And so um, I was walking literally yesterday morning and I woke up feeling like a weak ass bitch and like having some like intrusive thoughts. And I'm like, I don't like this. So I was like, I got to change my state. I put some, I put my walking shoes on. I was up at 630 in the morning. I don't know what 2024 is doing to me, but I'm not a 630 riser. Apparently I am now, but this is my new thing. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to go for a walk. And I was like, okay, what one of my senses needs to be just like activated or stimulated. And I was like, okay, sound sounds really good. I felt like I needed some like masculine energy. So I put a Tony Robbins video on and he was just talking about your problems only feel big until you have a bigger problem. And he's like, imagine you're a quadriplegic, which is most people's like greatest fear. If you look at studies and he's and all of a sudden your problems don't feel so big anymore, but also you can look and find really inspirational stories from people who became quadriplegics and, and live really inspirational, happy, satisfying lives. And I was like, I could go look for a story with somebody's problems who's bigger than mine and feel the energy of them overcoming it. And I could probably feel like I would be overcoming mine myself, but my problem already started to feel bigger thinking about the fact that my problem or my problem started feeling smaller, thinking about the fact that my problem could be bigger. And as I continued to listen to him, he's reminding me like big thinkers think 10 years out. They're not thinking about solving this month's problems or this quarter's problems. And I think what I was in was like this month's problems. I'm moving into a house, living alone for the first time ever. My babies are moving out. There's just a lot of change and transition that was feeling big in my body. Not big problems. Like I could lose my legs and my problems would be much bigger. In fact, if I lost my thumbs, my problem would be much mm-hmm. bigger. <laughs> it's based off of my business. I would rather lose my legs, I think. And <laughs> so I was I was like continuing on my walk. And as I was walking towards my new neighborhood, I like to run or walk over there and just be in the energy of my new neighbors. And I'm living in the area that I've been dreaming about living in for the last two and a half years. Like the vision is becoming realized in 16 days from now. And I was just staring at this ginormous house, which is maybe like a couple streets away from me. And I was like, who must, how must that person think in order to be in that world? Who must they have had to become in order for that to be their life? Not to say that everybody who lives in a big house lives a very happy life, but you have to have overcome something internally in order to have acquired that life unless it was just gifted to you. And so I was just like listening to Tony in my ears. I'm looking at these like big houses and I'm like, I am so wrapped up in the frequency of legendary energy right now. And I laid, I had already come up with the name legends in the making, but I want it to be in the making because the point is to never get there. That's not the point of the human experience. I want it to be like an ever occurring thing where like we we get to grow and we get to expand, but using my philosophies of pleasure over pressure. It's not about achieve. It's about grow. It's about expanding capacity. It's about being able to receive more pleasure, joy, creativity, intuition, or whatever. But the point of the program is that I just record five to 10 minute episodes while I'm on my walk. 
because I'm in the energy of this excitement, this juice or whatever. I just send the voice note, no editing whatsoever. It's the rawest shit ever. And I'm sending it to my COO. She drops it into the feed and then people get access. So they're getting to hear how a seven-figure earner reframes their thoughts, how I think, what I do when I have intrusive thoughts, how I'm like thinking about like in investing. I'm like getting ready to do real estate. So they just get to hear like all of the inner workings of Andrea's mind and like how I shift shit along the way in real time. And all I have to do is go on my happy wax, record what I'm thinking and send it off to a COO. And it's going to be a new subscription offer. And I messaged my COO yesterday. We were not ready to launch this. And I was doing a masterclass and I was like, should we do a soft launch in the next three hours on the masterclass? And they whipped up a thing and we did a soft launch and like 20% of the people have already bought from yesterday's masterclass. Holy shit. <laughs> it didn't even amazing. have a sales page. I just told them the story. I had no sales page other than just like a few little, I had the artwork that had already been created, a few little words. And I'm like, <laughs> if you guys want to get in, you guys can get in first. And we had a ton of people sign up. So wow. it gets to be so I, I was easy. thinking about you. This was inspiring, not annoying at all. This was really inspiring because like when you go on a walk, do you listen to other than like the Tony Robbins thing, but when you do your typical morning walks, do you listen to things or do you just like clear your mind and just not listen to anything? I literally every day I put my hand on my heart and I just ask myself what I need. Sometimes it's a silent walk. Sometimes I'm listening for the longest time. I was not listening to other people's content. I was in this stage of integrating my own work so that I felt clear on who I am, my principles, how I say them. And now I feel really deeply clear in them. So it's fun to tap back into other people's work like Tony or just learning from different people who are at a level of mastery. So I'm enjoying that now. But And then sometimes it's music. Like I said, I woke up feeling like a weak-ass bitch. And within 10 minutes, I literally wanted to stand in the middle of the streets of of Fort Lauderdale and be like, this is in the fuck. Yeah. You said you wanted to change your state and you did quickly. That was really cool. I'm so inspired by that. I was, I'm, we're working on doing a subscription model as well for my courses. Yes. But mine are like live. You have to see what I'm doing. You can't, I can't just do an audio. I, I mean that I know of, maybe I can. Why couldn't you do something like what exactly what I'm doing? This conversation right now is would benefit all of your clients because they're like overcoming their own inner thoughts throughout all of it too. They're underpricing themselves all the time too. Yeah. You could use a fucking voice note for all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I could. For the business magic. If it feels alive for you. Yeah. I I think think that's the really okay. Just like mindset work for dog groomers. Yeah, but we'll come up with a cooler name. Yeah, you're good at naming things. Mm -hmm. Mindset work for dog groomers. Let me parasite your brain with like magic. (laughs) That's terrifying. Brainworm. I would let you be my brainworm. Thank you. (laughs) You please, please be my brainworm. Yeah, you just, I love, like, that's the beauty of having a coach too, is that I love how you, how a coach and specifically you just show me like, this is, much easier than it needs to be and it's Mm -hmm. also like just do the thing and it's like not a big deal and just go for it like when we were talking about the paddle boarding you're like no you just you just sit on it and you just drink your coffee and it's like not a big deal and here I am like I fall I don't know what I would do I'd be wobbly and awkwardly it's just I don't know I just sometimes I run anxious (laughs) and I don't know if you have that look how high my shoulders are I am here they're my ears I'm going to send you some, some like healing alchemy for those shoulders right now. No, I did run anxious the majority of my life for sure, but I've always been a problem solver. That's true. But I would problem solve with the anxiety. I would just, I yeah. would force through it. In this case, like I overcome the energy first before I make new decisions, but that's obviously my whole business. That's my area of expertise because I needed it the most, right? So obviously this hasn't always been my magic. It became my magic out of necessity first. That's so but, cool. There's science. I was just listening this morning to what's that called? Impact theory, whatever. And he was talking about like how you help a young, a youth like shift their behavior, especially if they're at risk of getting into drugs or whatever. And I'm like, this feels relevant to even group coaching. It's like, it it all comes together, but it's like when you put someone who, who is in a room full of other people that they actually have genuine respect for 
and that have a high level of values, when they're in that container, when they're in that space, especially over a long period of time, whether it's one-to-one, one-to-many, whether it's in-person, whether it's virtual capacity, as long as there is a high level of respect and a desire to at least have shared values, they will automatically want to up-level into the, the higher frequency of that group. So that is really, truly the power of what we do. Wow. That just makes me think I really want to join a mastermind and I feel, and I'm looking for the right one. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the, that's what a mastermind is. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Wait, what was this thing you're listening to? Impact theory? What is that? I'll link it below. It's a YouTube show by the founder of the guy who created the quest bars, I think. Oh, cool. I'm bad with remembering people's names. Never ask me if I know someone. I'm like, I don't. I know you. I'm Jess. Okay. (laughs) Jess. (laughs) You're like my only celebrity flack. I'm like, I know her. I'm a celebrity. You are. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't. My husband calls me a celebrity. I'm like, no, I'm not a celebrity, please. You are a celebrity to a lot of people. Yeah, to some people, sure. That's why I love you though, is like, you just feel so, you're so approachable and you're the funny, cool girl next door. Wow. I want to go on the long road trip with, not the one that I like. Oh, wow. That's a huge compliment. Yeah. No, if I want to go on a long trip with you, you're special. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I Let's do it. I don't want to be traveling. When are you going to be in LA? I actually do need to come back to LA soon. Yeah. I'll be back soon. Okay. The last time was a little traumatic, but I'll save that for off screen. Oh no. Oh, oh no. boy trouble. Oh. I'll voice note you. Okay. Oh, I have a little like bad taste in my mouth, not but it's not LA's fault. So I need to go like kiss and make up with LA. Yeah, please. We're all waiting. I know. You have to kiss every one of us. <laughs> Coming for you. We're upset. It's so rainy today. It's crazy. It's like a, I love it though. It's a beautiful storm. Doesn't that just feel poetic for so many people's lives right now? The human experience, a beautiful storm. (laughs) Oh, that could be the name of my offer. Yes, we just found it. (laughs) A beautiful storm. Yeah. Okay. So you, let's loop back to the beginning because I know you're in this space where you're wanting to move into this territory that you've always dreamed about and you're overcoming your fears. Actually, can we tap back in for just a second? I'm like, I really, I just want to, I just want to get this one, which is the avoidance around doing the homework, Mm -hmm. even though you really want to do it. Mm -hmm. Can you feel the sensation that you feel when it feels like wiggly and you're like, Oh, I don't know. Oh yeah. Can oh, you yeah. can feel it right now? Yes, I can. Can you close your eyes and give an age to this sensation? 12. Okay. And then where's Jess? What do you mean? Where's Jess? Where is she Me? at 12? Here? Oh, oh, where's Jess at 12? Mm-hmm. She is in her messy room avoiding her homework. Mm-hmm. Because? That's a good question. Because... She just really doesn't want to do it. Did she get, was there any Um, sort of impact from not doing her homework? Oh yeah. She was always in trouble constantly Mm -hmm. and hated being in trouble, but also couldn't face the homework. Mm -hmm. It was so uncomfortable and couldn't face it. Because if she faced it, that would mean that. It would be painful somehow or very uncomfortable. I think she was just avoiding discomfort, but creating all the discomfort. And okay, so go ahead and open your eyes. So what she was really avoiding was just shit she didn't have interest in because you built a seven-figure brick-and-mortar business and coaching brand. Like you don't avoid discomfort. There's a lot of discomforts in that, but there was- Constant, literal constant. I'm always uncomfortable genuine interest and appeal. And so what happened, what happened was (laughs) (laughs) sweet 12 year old Jess didn't have real genuine interest and appeal in geography or like whatever, whatever classes that she may have been avoiding because she had other real interests. She had other real purpose. She had other real alive energy that was available to her. It's just, she wasn't given permission and praised. That would be an okay thing to focus her energy upon. And so she was 
punished for not conforming. And what I know to be true is when you're telling the truth, do you feel stronger or weaker? Stronger. So when you're telling a lie, do you feel stronger or weaker? Weaker. And so when we're conforming, we feel stronger or weaker? Weaker. Because that's a lie. It's not our truth. Yeah. And I also, it's not like I don't write the Christmas movie. I do write it. I just, it gets a little, it's uncomfortable, but I still do it. I just avoid it sometimes. Yeah. We're making it more, we're we're making it more comfy right now. So what I'm seeing is that when there's also a lot of conditioning around when we should be doing things around discipline patterns, behaviors around like time framing consistently shoulds and all of that stuff and deadlines. And not to say any of those things are inherently wrong, but you have had since the beginning of time, this inner knowingness around timing, and that's worked really well for you as an entrepreneur. But as a student, that doesn't always work really well for people. Of course, there needs to be deadlines and structure when we're in some sort of educational class. But as a child, what happens is we get disciplined when we don't do well. And if we get discipline, we perceive losing love. When we perceive losing love, we also have an unconscious fear that we're going to lose, number one, connection from the food bringers, number two, connection from the people who bring a sense of like emotional stability. We co-regulate with these people, our parents, and then also bring shelter. So a lot of things become threatened. So I can't remember the name of it, but if a baby doesn't get held enough when they're young, there's a condition that begins to be formed. And so as human beings, the fear of losing that connection feels very real as if something could something bad could happen. So now we're in a state of fear. We don't want to lose the connection, but we also don't have genuine interest in appeal. And we're heavily focused on pain and avoiding pain. And there's just a lot of blood leaving brain going to arms and legs, making you feel a little wiggly, right? And you're like, (laughs) wouldn't I rather be grooming dogs? Wouldn't I rather be? Why? Because you needed to move the wiggles out because all of this energy and sensation was getting flooded to the body and you actually were self-soothing by avoiding, Mm -hmm. by moving Mm -hmm. your body. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So Jess did a great job at 12. And so go ahead and show Jess at 12 in her room avoiding Mm -hmm. things and then show her one peak moment of building this dog empire. First thing that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Tell me what it is. I'm showing her the build out of the shop, Mm -hmm. which was like a huge thing. Good. And so as she sees that, she gets that is what she is on her way to. That is her future. It is sure. Take a deep breath. And then another peak moment, a moment of a moment of like inner satisfaction of, wow, I did that. I overcame that. Maybe there's even a little bit of pride attached to it in a way that feels really nourishing to you. First thing that comes to mind. Yeah, I booked an audition for New Girl. Mm-hmm. Whoa, and I no big got deal. to be on that show. Yeah, it was the best thing ever. You but I did it. I booked, I booked it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as you re-experience that moment, the peak moment of it, you reminisce, you experience it. She gets to experience that too. She knows that's what she's on her way to and take in a deep breath. And then one more memory, a memory of just of love, maybe a a peak moment with your husband. You could be just like laughing hysterically. It could be a sexy moment that you don't even want to tell me. You can keep that one to yourself, Mm -hmm. but as soon as you got it, just nod your head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good. Okay. So as you re-experience, that one's all for you, but also she gets that she has a future that's short, a future that's exciting, a future that she has built for herself. And it is more than good. It is more than great. It is actually truly quite remarkable. Take a deep breath. And so what I'm seeing for you now is that as you're thinking about writing, you place your attention on having done it for that day. And if the energy feels alive for you in that moment, you know that there's actually wisdom for you to put into paper or however you're recording it, right? But if you place your attention on having done it and the energy feels like it's falling flat, the wisdom hasn't accumulated yet. So as you go throughout your life, the reason that I was able to live launch yesterday, like not even preparing for it was because I 
I accumulated like the last little bit of energy that needed to mature the offer in order for me to launch it happened yesterday morning. Had I tried to force it the day before, the week before, any time before that, it wouldn't have fully matured, which now it's off selling itself. And that's why my offers do so well. And I'm applying very little effort because I allow them to energetically mature. And so some of even the ideation phase has little pockets of maturity. And those pockets of maturity happen when I collect just a little bit more of the data, the wisdom, the inspiration, the whatever. And so you'll know when you have a pocket that's matured, because when you place your attention at having done it, the energy will move you. You won't not be able to write. Have you ever had a moment like that where you're like, I have oh, yeah. to get this? Yeah. That's yeah. how I see you finishing this movie. It's so exciting. Yeah. I want to write more scripts and I, once I'm in the flow, it's so fun. It feels so good, but just with with everything, it's a birth. So I feel like there's going to be moments of struggle through the birthing process Mm -hmm. of creating, but there are definitely also moments of flow and fun and lightness. We can cause our body to get into more state of a flow when we do have the struggle, right? I started with struggle. Like I said, I woke up feeling like a weak ass bitch yesterday. I wanted to cancel my whole day. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't do you ever do that. Sometimes do you ever cancel your whole day. Really? Yeah. When wow. I place my attention at the end of having done it, if I feel an increase of energy, I do it. That's how I make all my decisions. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a good reminder because it's just a really nice way of thinking and being. But when I did that yesterday, it didn't feel correct. It, I felt weakened by the idea of canceling things. And I was like, okay, then what I need to do is I need to move the energy. First, I needed to wiggle, which was walking. Mm-hmm. I needed to expel the excess energy that was coming in through a state of fear. When I was focusing on my problems, my inner mind was giving me energy to solve them in the moment. But there's nothing to be solved about the fact that I'm going to be living alone for the first time in 16 days. There wasn't anything to be solving for in that moment. So it's, let me go express my energy. Let me shift my state. Let me change my thoughts, focus, and using my five senses. So some people can use aromatherapy. You can use sound. You can use sight. You can like Mm -hmm. zoom into a blade of grass and be odd in nature. There's a lot of different ways to do that, but that was my process yesterday. So there's sometimes struggle. Music really helps. Forever in Blue Jeans by Neil Diamond is a great one to (laughs) elevate my state. Yes. But I was like really in the thick of it in the beginning of the brick and mortar when I had a staff and the weight of the world on my shoulders and it was new to me. Now I can have the weight of the world on my shoulders and I'm like, yep. But before I was like, ah, right. every day I was freaking out. Yeah. I would put my headphones in and dance in my bathroom at the shop. I would close mm-hmm. the door and dance in the bathroom and it totally changed my state. It just yeah. made me feel alive and I'm okay and we got this. But mm-hmm. if I would go in not in a great mood and not doing anything to help myself, it would definitely affect the business for sure. State is so important and so cool. Absolutely. I forget about it. I got to remember. I do it intuitively because like I, I use the focus feature so much of going onto the other side and like feeling if there's energy, Mm -hmm. energy there for me. So a lot of times my mind will move me there automatically, but there's so much good research around it. Like you can change your emotional signature really fast through moving your body or through music or aromatherapy or Mm -hmm. most people are doing it. They're doing it through taste though. And it's like they're eating or they're drinking, they're smoking. Yeah. But that's guilty. Definitely guilty. Yeah. Jen Sincero, my cutie pie hero. She talks a lot about, she calls it just raising your frequency. And she says there's so many different ways you can do it. But I love like looking into the future and feel and like seeing how having done the thing would make you feel or just that is just like a really cool. I think it's a hack. It's just like a way to help dictate the way you move your through your day. Yeah. I think it's really cool. For sure. Okay. So if people want to come be in your world and be intoxicated by you, how shall they do that? Gifts, money. I'm just kidding. Jewelry, Venmo, PayPal. They can, you mean if they want to take courses or like just sure. drink in my like, gorgeous social media. Drink in your gorgeous social for sure. Yeah, just Rona Grooming everywhere. Do you have have a new website we're launching, which is going to be so cute. If people get on your email list, 
I feel like people should, because I think you're going to have such a cool mindset offer that's going to come for people and you deliver things and such. Like I said, it's going to be like a daily dose of orange sherbet without the calories and you'll probably burn calories just listening to it. Not that's a priority, but it'll feel like a delight. And I think we should definitely get people on your email list for that since they'll be coming. Yes. I do have a fun email list with where I do a cute newsletter and every newsletter starts off with some kind of thing I've been working on in quotes, but there's also pet parent tips and groomer tips and that kind of thing. But yeah, maybe I should do some kind of mindset offer. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really cool. I have a lot to say about it for sure. The I've second that feels alive, like we want to know for sure. But if anybody wants to, if you haven't already started a dog grooming business and you want to learn from somebody who is an expert in that area, that is your most niche area of expertise. And mm-hmm. if I were to start a dog grooming business, I would be wanting to learn from you. If you already have one yeah. and you want to improve that skill or you want to improve your business, I would be the one wanting to learn from you. Nobody else. You have that market. Thank you. Thank you, friend. I have the business magic course, which is my, it's a, it's an audio course. I made it into a podcast because of you. Yay. Did you know that? I don't know if I told you. No. Yeah. I, I even that. got those headphones. The ones that you're wearing with the mic. I oh, got that. The boss. Yeah. Boss pose, yeah. however you say it. <laughs> yeah. I got the, like all the things. Yay. Yeah. I think, yeah, I should do a little podcast situation. I feel like mm-hmm. you just improving it. <laughs> Subscribe me. I don't even need a dog grooming business. I'm still okay, well, subscribed. What do you want me to talk about? Everything. Whatever comes to your mind. I just want to hear I want to hear the inner workings of Jess's mind. Okay. That's it. Okay. I know well, I'm not the only of, one. There's a lot of circus performers in there. Random that's, thoughts about that's what tidal I'm, waves, which is that's like what I'm betting weird. on. Like I got I went down a rabbit hole on TikTok with tidal waves and tsunamis. And I'm just like, who is this? Like, why am I doom scrolling right now about tsunamis? I've been watching shark videos on what to do if a predator approaches you and how you maintain your position as a predator. This has been a big topic of conversation. (laughs) In the water? Yeah. You are not supposed to run from them or you look like prey. You can't run. You're in water. Swim away. (laughs) Swim away. (laughs) You're supposed to stay there? You're supposed to turn around and face them. And then reach your I'm hand and push know. their head down. I'm going to oh, send it. You guys, that. I'll link the, I'll I'm link the video. I'm never going in the water again. <laughs> I went snorkeling in Maui and there was a big rock at the bottom and I left and I had a panic attack and I was like, there's a fucking huge rock right there. I'm out. And I don't know where that fear came from, but I, I was like, I had the little mouthpiece. I started biting it so hard when I finally took it out of my mouth, I realized I was chomping down on it so hard. I was so scared. There was rocks and fish. It was fine. As there's children, but for whatever reason, I'm not one to go into the ocean. <laughs> okay, that's not gonna be helpful. But what I do like about it is it, <laughs> it like, tells us as human good, beings yes. to remain to remember. I had this whole conversation with my dad. You have to listen to the podcast episode with my I dad, will. where he. Taught, I've like, people push the shark nose. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen people do that. It's a reminder that we need to position ourselves and keep walking through the world because we're predators and we forget. Like Mm -hmm. we're the most lethal predator on the planet. And some of us are running from, we're swimming away from rocks. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe swimming away from rocks should be the name of my thing, my offer. We'll figure it out. I think it's going to be called the inner workings of Jess's mind and it's going to sell like hotcakes. Okay. What do I charge for it? Can we do a subscription? Yeah. I feel like you should just duplicate my subscription model. Yes. Do I need to talk to Lorelai? No, you can if you want to, but I'm just going to tell you what I did. Here's my thought. I'm just going to tell you guys live. Here's like live coaching from Andrea Crowder today. I'm going to tell you guys how I'm creating my subscription. If you want to model or duplicate, do. but what I did yesterday was I let people sign up for free. And so they got the first episode and then they'll probably get a few more along the way before I actually do the live launch in a few weeks. So they're delayed for the first three weeks where they got in at zero yesterday. And then they'll be it'll be $59 a month, which anybody that signs up at $59 a month is going to get grandfathered in for forever at that price. Eventually, it's going to go up to 99 So there's value in giving people like the, the early adopters a grandfathered price. And if you 
stop your subscription, you lose the grandfathered price. You have to go up to the 99. Mm-hmm. So okay. it encourages consistency of people like tapping into the resources they've bought, which of course you can always like go in, go out and come back in and do whatever you want if you want to pay more. But there's like a reward system based off of the loyalty already built in. And I'm not going to always do the three-week delay, but what I want to do is maybe like a three-day delay. Normally, we have a 72-hour love-it-or-leave-it policy on almost everything. So I think what I'm going to let people do is sign up for $0 three days later. They'll get charged the 59 or the 99 depending on where they come in at. They can try before they buy. It's like walking into testing your little orange sherbet, making you making sure that you love it. And then you have that consistent loyalty of people who are probably going to want to stay much longer. But my intention is to have this become like the main call to action in all of my posts and build out one single really refined oiled working email funnel that goes out after that Mm -hmm. to build in automated and recurring sales, an increase of automated and recurring sales in my business. So what do you have in your offer? What is a subscription? Is it a podcast? Mm-hmm. Private podcast. Are you going to be using? Are you going to be using anything that you've already recorded? Maybe I might use like little clips. That is something that I discussed with my team, where I might take five, ten minute segments of other things that might be value and pop it in there. But for the most mm-hmm. part, it's just going to be me on my walks and like my inner workings and thoughts. They're just going to go into five or ten minute clips and go in there. And again, it's like raw, no edits. Normally, I add like music and yeah, we edit out likes and ums or pauses. In this case, it's just you guys are just getting the purest channeled form of me of that day, and you'll probably get it pretty close to live of when it's happening. And, but if I do want to go on vacation and stuff, we'll start to batch additional audio that we'll be able to put in there to maintain my level of like freedom, creativity, spaciousness, capacity as well. So that we honor like the core values of the brand. Okay. Wow. And what if you don't feel like doing it anymore? Then I'll stop the subscription. (laughs) I reserve the right to change my mind about anything, anyone, anytime. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm already doing this all the time and I always feel alive when I've been doing it and I've been doing it for years and I'm like, I see myself wanting to do this for quite a long time. Yeah. I'm super, yeah. it feels very kinky for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it just, it's just improvised. Yeah. It's like improvised content. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Cause I feel like we were, I'm talking with my team about doing a subscription, but it would be like a monthly webinar for dog grooming. It'd be something like that or but I could add some audio stuff in there too. You could do that. I just didn't want to have anything that was like, I had to record on a certain day. I wanted it to be only when I was in the energy of super potent, alive energy. And so I might record five up. We promise people three episodes a week. If I over deliver amazing, but I might also save up and just store some episodes Mm -hmm. for when I just like can't even, which like life delivers those moments for sure. So I'll prepare for those moments ahead of time if I'm like not feeling the energy, but for the most part, like my energy and patterns are a yes for this already. They have been for a very long time. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. But yeah, that's something that we've been working on for my launch in the spring. I want it to be easy. I don't want to do, I don't want to rush into it. So we're just figuring out our subscription model. But I'm also, do you use other people's models as inspiration for yours or do you just do you? I saw someone else doing a subscription model and I was like, oh, that feels alive in me. And then I noticed a little bit in how she was doing it, but didn't pay a whole lot of attention. But what I liked was she had super or super raw feed. I signed up for it and I enjoyed it myself, but then I pulled away from it and I was just like, I I wanted to get super clean and clear on my own thoughts and ideas about this so that I could just be in my own energy of what feels the most alive, the most cracked, the most potent, because I don't want to do something that's working for someone else when I don't have a sustainable source of energy around it to sustain it. And she had this list of so many bonuses and all the things. And I'm like, that feels, it didn't feel super alive in my body. So like mm-hmm. I took the idea of raw episodes and I took the idea of the scription model from someone, the inspiration came from someone else. And then the rest of it was just like, what feels alive and true for me and how I would want to deliver yeah. this. When you said, give me the tea of what really changed your life. Yes, Jen Sincero did. But what you just said is really what changes my life is I look at someone doing something amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I do, I'm inspired by that. And they show me, oh, that's possible by what they're doing. So like 
people just watching how they're doing things mm-hmm. is really inspiring to me too. Yeah. Like I, I want to see what moves you're making, not necessarily your, the content you're creating. Right. So I'm definitely inspired by that too, for sure. I'm subscribing as soon as you're ready. I want to hear the inner workings of justice mind. I don't even care what the topic is. Maybe it's just called Hey Sister. And you're just like, Hey Sister, this is what I'm thinking right now. And you tell us about the sharks. You tell us about swimming away from the rocks. You tell us about the tidal waves. Like All my anxieties. I feel alive when I'm like talking to you. And I feel like other people would find that to be true too. Like I said, it has to feel alive for you because there needs the energetic like intoxication will happen automatically. I'm just going to absorb your like, your amazing energy through osmosis through this, but like, I'm just take my credit card basically. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Done. Shit. Cool. Inspired. Yeah. That's going to be like, what if you had an extra 30 K a month that was like subscription energy? Hell yeah, babe. I would be so excited. Yeah. That would be, be ideal. It would be a dream. I yeah. love $30,000. <laughs> I love 30000 <laughs> Thank you, universe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this $30,000 of revenue that is coming monthly for my subscribers. Yes. What? Everybody's going to be so happy what? about this. <laughs> okay. I got to find 30,000 people to pay me a dollar. We'll you're not out. charging a dollar <laughs> I <laughs> love <just> you <laughs> oh you guys a link, all links below please go follow Jess you're going to be obsessed <laughs> with her as clearly I am you can hear it in my voice I'm going to move in with her soon so stay tuned we'll record all the behind the scenes I'm in your room right now it's a little messy but we're I'm here going. Yes, I can't wait I love you thank I you so you. much I love you so much thank you As always, Andrea dropped the mic. I'm Lorelai Taylor, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed listening, please follow, review, and share with your friends. As always, anything mentioned in the show will be detailed in the show notes. And to keep up with everything going on with Andrea, check her out at love underscore Andrea Crowder on Instagram and check her links for some fun surprises too. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here.